When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Ah, uh, football, 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 football. I can't get enough of it. You can't get enough of it. And each day that passes, we get closer and closer to opening week. We've even got football tonight. Packers Chiefs on Amazon Prime, I believe. Isn't that tonight? Isn't Amazon Prime's uh, first go at it this evening? If I'm not mistaken, it is Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We have the hashtag crew of Hembo and Nuno here as well. And we've got a lot to get to this segment, including the five stories that you really need to be paying a lot more attention to right now as we approach the NFL season. And some of them are just flat out strange. Do we have Amazon Prime tonight? Is that correct? That, that game is at 8.15. That's San Francisco-Houston. Okay. The Green Bay-Kansas City game is on NFL Network. There you go. Okay. Good enough. But we do get our first opportunity to see that. Be interesting uh, what Amazon Prime has in store. But let us get to... The idea, or not the idea, but rather the list, the the green list, if you will, of the five things that you need to pay more attention to as we approach the start of the season. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The green list. Okay, let's not waste any time and let's start number five with a, a story that is getting some decent attention, but not nearly enough. And that's the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kenny Pickett has opened a lot of eyes around training camp, and there's a lot to feel good about there if you're Mike Tomlin. But when we're talking about starting a rookie I've spent some more time thinking about this over the last 24 hours. You got to be very careful here. Don't get caught up in what we have seen in the preseason because we all just need to remember it's the preseason. Hemba, you made this point to me earlier that think about what Zach Wilson did in the preseason last year with the Jets. (laughs) How great did he look? Now, you have... Uh, Kenny Pickett, who's older and already at 24 years old, and a guy that um, is much more advanced from a mature maturation standpoint. But I have always been told by coaches, you would rather start a quarterback a day later than a day earlier because of the potential damage that you can do. And it's not treating them with kid gloves, so to speak, as much as it's Is this guy really ready for what's about to come? Because the regular season is so much different from snap uh, snap one, uh, so much different than the preseason is. And with Pittsburgh, that offensive line's a problem. That offensive line is a problem. 
I'd let Mitch Trubisky go out there and take some of the hits the first couple of weeks and then be extra sure I'm ready with Kenny Pickett. I don't disagree with any a word that you just said. The only thing is, I have my eye on that defense. That defense is the most expensive unit in the NFL. They devote more cap dollars to their defense than any team devotes to their offense or defense. They ranked 20th in the sport last year. If the Steelers are going to be good this year, it's that unit that's going to have to be a lot better, regardless of who the quarterback is. Well, this is another reason why you should wait on the quarterback because you don't need a rookie who is going to be turning the football over a lot and thus lessening the effectiveness of that defense. Number four. That is the New England Patriots offense. Guys, think back to last year. What did we all think about Mac Jones? Well, he was, you know, he was decent. He did a good enough job. He managed the games. He did what he was supposed to do. And then think about this offseason. How much better have the Patriots gotten offensively? Let me answer that question for you. Not a lot better. Not a lot better. Tyquan Thornton could end up being a big-time weapon for them. But, guys, I was up at training camp last Wednesday, and I'm watching the joint practices with the Carolina Panthers. And granted, it's one practice. I don't want to make too much of it. But there were probably five or six plays in a row in seven-on-seven where the Patriots receivers and the guys who are on the field at this time are Nelson Aguilar, are Kendrick Bourne, are uh, Jacoby Myers, this level of player, they are not getting a ton of separation. The best playmaker that they have catching the football on that offense right now is John U. Smith. And it doesn't look like it's terribly close to me because Nelson Aguilar has always been just that. Nelson Aguilar, a disappointment. <laughs> he, he's gotten a little bit better along the way. But at the same time, I do not have much faith that the Patriots are going to be a whole lot better here offensively when their weapons around Mac Jones, I, I, I hesitate to even call them weapons. Thornton could be that. But what do we see with rookie receivers? Usually, it's half a season in before they're really, really effective. Do you happen to know where the Patriots' offense ranked last season? How many teams in the NFL do you think scored more points than the New England Patriots? Top of your head. Listen, I would just say somewhere in the middle. The Patriots last season ranked sixth. In, in the NFL scored. scoring offense. Higher than I would have thought, too. About yeah. 27 points a game. That's a pretty impressive output for a rookie quarterback, but that's also a rookie quarterback with Josh McDaniels calling plays and not some uh, combination of Matt Patricia, Joe yeah. Judge, Bill Belichick, and someone sitting in section you know, 104B. So yeah. that's, that's a high bar to clear for them. Look, I don't know what kind of effect the McDaniels uh, effect, so to speak, is going to be, but I just didn't come away from there feeling terribly optimistic about the situation. Number three. Boy, Seattle. Oh, God. Just listen to Pete Carroll for a second. Can, do, do you ask yourself this question as you're listening to it? Does he actually believe what he's saying? I can go ahead and just call it, but I'm, I want to let the guys battle and let them show you know, where they are and let us get as much information as possible. Um, Gino's done a really good job of being in that position. Uh, his voice is solid. He's on point all the time. He's been very consistent with his work, all of that. And Drew has been really sharp. I know it's not supposed to be a good situation when you have two quarterbacks. It means you don't have one, as the old saying, you know. But I don't know. That's, we might have two ones. We'll see what happens. And yeah, No, you don't. No, you don't. The reason they say when you don't have when you have two quarterbacks you don't have one 
it's a little bit of an overblown statement or a little cliche. But the truth is something that I heard Tim Hasselbeck say yesterday on NFL Live. You don't have two number one quarterbacks. You have two number two quarterbacks (laughs) at best. At best. Geno Smith, much like, oh, Mason Rudolph. Not good at football. So that would seem to me to be a little bit of a problem. And then Drew Locke, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. The Seahawks quarterback situation is an absolute disaster. I can't sit here and listen to Pete. Even Pete's trying to talk himself into it. You know how sometimes you can hear somebody talk themselves into a point as they are answering a question? That's what you heard with Pete toward the end. I mean, we might might have two number ones. I don't know. I, I don't know. You might have two number threes. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Pete Carroll turns 71 years old next month. Mm. Is Pete Carroll going to be the head coach of the Seahawks the next time that they're competitive? What's the shelf life on Pete Carroll's career? He's such an energetic guy that I'm not going to rule it out. But I guess my but, question is, what's the length of that rebuild there? Because to me, it's going to take a little while. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that they would have given DK Metcalf the contract they did if they didn't think they could get it turned around inside of two years Hmm. or three years. Because otherwise, kind of what's the point there? Like if you're in full teardown mode, then you would go and trade that guy away and really load up on picks because they could have gotten a haul for him. That's also a very tough division, though, to be trying to rebuild on the fly. Yes, it is an exceptionally tough division to try to do that. Number two. I don't understand what's going on down in Miami. I mean, there is so much hot air coming out of Miami that it's, it's just mind-blowing. Here's Mike McDaniel on Tua Tungavailoa. He didn't choose to be picked sixth in the first round. He was picked sixth, but that is a burden with pressure. And he is playing the quarterback position with intent, purpose, a deliberate nature, with conviction. And I couldn't be happier with where he's at. You're watching a guy become a professional right in front of your eyes. A couple of things here. Um, and I'm, I'm not a nitpicker. He was picked fifth. Herbert went sixth, <laughs> the guy that you should have taken. Or not you, Mike, but they should have taken. But again, listen to the words that are coming from the coach. He's playing with intent and purpose. And his voice is good and all the all that kind of stuff actually he said that uh, that was that was uh, carol about Geno smith but he may as well have said it in there there is so much hype around Tua tongue of iloa it is it's almost as if tyreek hill mike mcdaniel they are all doing everything they can to counteract the criticism of tua from the outside world so that they can pump this guy up into believing their own garbage. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I, Tua may turn out to be okay, but there's almost not any sort of need to pump this guy up the way they are. Because what happens? What happens, Hembo? It just leads to giant disappointment and fans pointing the finger and say, see, we were right. When you're in a bad relationship, all you do is tell your friends how great it's going. 
when you're in a good one, you don't have to do that. Yeah. They're, they're literally just talking themselves into it because you can't possibly believe any of the things that you're saying unless you're just trying to pump him up for God knows what reason. Yeah, and it's, it's the old Seinfeld bit, too. When you're saying that, usually your hand is somewhere on your face. Like, the, the lower <laughs> it goes on your face, the worse it's going. So did Mike McDaniel, when he's making those comments, like have both of his hands over his face like this? Like, he's really playing with an intent. Now, I, this is the hype train has completely <laughs> gone off the rails for the Miami Dolphins when it comes to Tua. Number one. This is the one that we really need to be paying attention to. So many NFL experts have been locked in on the New Orleans Saints being a great team. And so many have ignored that Jameis Winston is the quarterback. You know, I'll give it to him. I'm watching him speak yesterday, and he looks like somebody that has matured. You know, that is not the guy who's like licking his fingers, trying to pump up his teammates and, you know, making it like their their ribs or something, trying to get a W that's tasty. Remember that? Remember how uncomfortably bad that was? That, that doesn't look like the same gym as Winston right now. But the problem is you are what you are. And Jameis Winston has always been a, a turnover machine. I don't trust him with a really good team to be able to get the job done. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe this is a year where he does turn it around. But guys, this is not year two. This is not year three. This is not year four. It's year seven. Seven. Jameis Winston, just want to remind you, drafted in 2015, seven years ago. By that point... You are what you are, and I don't understand why so many are really jumping on the Saints bandwagon when their quarterback situation is what it is. Their quarterback situation is what it is, and their coaching situation is what it is. They're going from a Hall of Fame coach in Sean Payton to Dennis Allen, who we know has never done it before, at least not at close to a high level. So to me, that's as big a question as the quarterback one, and if you have a big question at coach and quarterback, you're probably not going to be a great team. Nuno, your assessment of the list and where we stand with it and the questions that need to be answered that uh, we haven't gotten answers to. It... What it shows me is that the lack of high quality in terms of QBs is extremely prevalent, mm. right? Like, you look at the the Saints without Sean Payton are counting on Jameis Winston, yeah. a, a guy that we haven't seen. We're talking about Pete Carroll, who, let's be honest, I think his relationship or it just seems like drove off Russell Wilson. And I know people are talking about, oh, Jimmy G to that situation. That's a horrendous situation. You're not winning in there. And it just goes back to, and we had talked about this last hour, the your belief in the Bears and Justin Fields being in a better spot than the Giants. But you look around that team, it's you better have this right pieces in place. If not, you're picking another quarterback or you're trying to hope that you turn a Mitch Trubisky uh, around or, you know, are you yeah. giving are you giving Carson Wentz his third try and be like, this is the last one, buddy. Like, I think that's what this your list is showing, that there is some bad QB play. And a lot of it is you're hoping that guys like Mike Tomlin 
and Pete Carroll can do uh, work wonders with. Some great points in there, Nuno, to be sure. We all know the game isn't over till it's over, so next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. Go to eBay Motors. They have over 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. We've got more NFL on the way in just a bit, but up next, there is a milestone that is about to be reached that at one point was thought unreachable. Why doesn't America care about it? We'll explain in just moments. Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio brought to you by Boost Mobile, a proud sponsor of the 2022 Department of Defense Warrior Games. With Boost Mobile, feel the power of more money in your pocket on one of America's largest 5G networks. In case you haven't been paying attention, Albert Pujols is about to hit 700 home runs. He's at 697 right now. 693. Oh, he's 693. I'm sorry. He's seven short. Mm -hmm. 693 right now. And he has obviously been on a tear in the last few weeks. Uh, This season, the Cardinals are 10 and one when Albert Pujols homers. Mm. And I don't think that's any coincidence. He's not responsible for all their success, but they did not expect to get what they got here in August from Pujols at all. So as he sits at 693, think about 700 home runs. And think about how we would have approached that 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 
13 years ago. Maybe it, maybe it goes back to before bonds. I don't know. But this would have been a big freaking deal. 700 home runs. Albert Pujols has never had any association whatsoever publicly that we know of with PEDs. And then you've got Aaron Judge, who was chasing 62. And I I know that there is a a feeling among fans now that 61 is still the record, but other fans have to respect, you know, bonds and 73 and all that. But it's not a big deal. It's amazing to me that both of these are not being treated, especially the pool holes one, because that's the one I'm most interested in. Seven hundred, I mean, 600 was a special enough number. 700 is an absurd number to hit <laughs> when you consider who's done it before. I'm a producer at ESPN, and if you had asked me before the season began, all right, you can pick two storylines for the year, two storylines that are going to drum up maximum national interest. One would have been <laughs> Albert Pujols chases down 700 homers, mm-hmm. and the second would have been Aaron and Judge chases down 61 home runs. We're getting the opportunity to see both of those things happen concurrently. Now, in the baseball world, it's obviously a big deal. But in just having conversations with my buddies, you know, people on the street, those kinds of fans, casual fans, I don't get the sense that anybody is all that thrilled with either of them. I think there's a sentiment that like, oh yeah, what's happening with Pujols is great. And like, oh yeah, I think it'd be cool if Judge got to 62, but by no means are fans riding and dying with this the way that I would have expected. If this was, you know, 13, 14 years ago, whatever it was, would we be cutting into every Albert Pujols at bat when we got to about 694, 95? I would think so. Are we going to be doing that now? I don't think so. I don't think so. Nuno, do, do either of these records, as a huge baseball fan, hold any significance to you anymore? I shouldn't even say records, just numbers. I think Pujols at 700 does, right? Because the fact that, you know, we talked about this off here, that like, where he was last year and the whole going to the Angels and the contract being an albatross and like him doing this to me just signifies his greatness and and it's weird because it's the feeling of we should be celebrating this because it is a milestone and we're not like the 62 is tough because it's like some people are like oh it's a you know it's the record other people will be like no it's Bonds' record so there's that conversation but the fact that Albert Pujols is about to hit seven or could hit 700 home runs before the end of the year like that is a milestone that we should be celebrating and you're right like I know radio wise we would break into I think a few years ago as he gets closer we would have broken into his at bats and gone live I don't know if like that's the case like at this point now Think about this. So you've got three other guys who have ever hit 700, right? Two of them are just all-time baseball royalty. One of them's a pariah. Mm-hmm. Pujols has unfortunately gotten sucked into this particular era where people will not take these uh, seriously anymore. And that's uh, through no fault of his own here. It's going to be downplayed in terms of what kind of achievement this is. This would have been a hero's pursuit not all that long ago. And I think the other thing that really does work against him, too, is the other guy that came close. Mm. And that's A-Rod. Like when people started to see, oh, A-Rod's at 696 and that's where he ended his career. That was somebody that obviously had PED issues 
throughout his career. So it's now widely assumed that you can't get there without it anymore. I don't think this is commentary on Pujols necessarily or no, commentary I think on Judge. It. I think you're 100% correct. These are both, quote unquote, clean players uh, on pace to do remarkably huge things. I think it, it goes to show that the stench of the steroid era, the way that Bonds and Clemens and McGuire and Sosa and any number of other players defiled the record book, is going to have sort of longer-term consequences than I would have thought. So there was a time in which I think I would have said, yeah, we'll put those guys aside. In reality, a couple bad apples spoiled the whole bunch, and I think that is the biggest reason why the Pujols chase and why the Judge chase will not get the attention they deserve. Yeah, and, and, I mean, the case is there to be made that Pujols is the greatest right-handed hitter of all time. Sure is. And you would not be wrong to say it. You would not be wrong to say it. It's it's a shame. I, I actually I feel bad for pool holes at this point. I'll tell you the one thing I don't want to see though. Let's not get to a point where you're sitting at six ninety five going into next season and you're just hanging around to try to get there. I don't want to see that with Albert Pujols. This is it for him, right? This is, this is the last season you want to see him play baseball. No, I, if, he, if the Cardinals truly feel like he can help them next year and he wants to do it, great. But... If we're sitting around just chasing the number, mm. you're not going to get the love out of it that you think you're going to get. So to me, those five home runs, if he, let's just say, ends at 695, I don't necessarily think would be worth it at that point. I think you're right when it comes to 700. If, if we're talking 714, which is a legit magical number, that would be different. But to me, 714 is magical. 700, yeah, just a threshold. I don't think he's getting anywhere near 714. Neither do I. I don't think that's close. It's Carla, Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. It's nice that I can say my own name right. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at progressive.com. More on the pool holes chase and... Also, the playoff chase down the stretch, the teams with real concerns and the teams that maybe you're not given enough respect to. Buster Olney, he joins us in just moments. And you know the guy that likes to stick it to you when your team loses? How are we feeling about that guy? We got a, <laughs> got a good story about that in just moments. Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Previously on Greeny. Yankees take this two-game series from the Mets in the Bronx, and now everybody feels as if you're headed right back in the right direction, and maybe that little (laughs) stretch of struggling is over with, but I have to tell you, I'd be very, very worried about the Yankees' situation, given what's going on with their bullpen. Weekly Rewind brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Joined by Hembo, joined by Nuno and the Hashtag Crew. We are coming to you live from the Seaport District, Pier 17. Brought to you by Chase. For more on the Yankees, for more on baseball, and more on the news of the day, we welcome in Buster Olney, ESPN MLB Insider. And Buster, the news of the day of course we have to start with you with this chet holmgren is out for the year with a liz frank injury on his foot for the oklahoma city thunder your response i was so bummed like chris i i just was like i was i couldn't wait to see him play this year like he was such an interesting and unique player and so he's out for the year and it, it does it feels like a punch in the gut when my son texted to me a few minutes ago i mean buster is a huge sports fan outside of baseball and he told nuno that off the air like he was legit yeah i mean you can hear it in his voice there is despondence in your voice and not be, about not being able to see him Oh, 100%. And I don't know if I can recover the rest of the day. I guess we'll have to talk about baseball. All right, let's do that. Uh, Buster, first of all, uh, I made that point yesterday about the Yankees' bullpen. Uh, In your estimation, where do they stand right now? Is it, considering all the injuries they've had, is it still enough to stand up through the month of September and, and, more importantly, the month of October? Yeah, doesn't it feel like that the Yankees are a medical patient and they just did the, you know, they got the heart restarted, right? <laughs> they clear, and they, they hit them with a couple of jolts. Uh, they beat the uh, the Blue Jays on Sunday. Then they beat the Mets a couple times. Talking with the Yankees people yesterday, you could hear the relief. Um, and now the question is, you know, recovery uh, for the team and, and to come back, how quickly can they – I agree with you, the bullpen is a big issue – but I know that the Yankees feel like that they have a lot of good pieces there, and getting Giancarlo Stanton back is a big deal. You know, I bothered Hembo earlier in the week about the difference in how Aaron Judge has been pitched since Giancarlo Stanton went out of the lineup. Uh, let's talk about Aaron Judge from the standpoint of chasing 62. And Albert Pujols, who is pursuing 700, he's now seven away from that. And Buster, we just spent some time talking about how these are milestones that don't get paid attention to much anymore, whereas 10 or 15 years ago, we're cutting in to watch every moment of this. Is it just a scenario where people 
don't care as much about numbers as they used to in baseball because of PEDs, and this is just some uh, collateral damage, so to speak. I I think that to some degree, yeah, with Pujols with 700 homers, I don't think that people, uh, you know, casual fans probably understand how rare this is. If he gets there, only the fourth player all time to do it. Um, And, and, you know, Chris, I think 10 years ago I would have agreed with you about people caring about 60. I think if Judge gets close in the month of September, we are going to go nuts over it. Mm. Uh, You're going to see cut-ins on SportsCenter. You're going to have a conversation every day. Uh, I already know this. You know, uh, Hempo has been the producer on uh, about half the... Well, I think we lost Buster there for a second. Hopefully we get him back uh, in just a moment. But to his point, I mean, it's one of those things that they he feels like they they will be fired up for it. Buster is back with us. We lost you there for a sec. Finish the point you were saying about Hembo and, and Judge. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, 100%. I think fans will be very fired up by it. I think they'll be excited because it's been two decades since anybody got to that number. And as you guys know, there are a lot of fans that don't look at what Bonds did, what McGuire did, what Sammy Sosa did as being legitimate because of the steroid questions. Hembo, of course, the judge of the ESPN production staff, especially in Get Up. Thank you. Um, Speaking of PEDs, Buster Olney joining us, uh, ESPN MLB insider, senior writer as well. What did you make of Tatis the other day and his apology? Uh, I think he understood maybe for the first how well, we're just having some trouble. Oh, Buster's geez. on the move. Hopefully we, we'll get back into a better zone in just a second. Um, Tatis looked about as contrite as mm-hmm. you can in that moment. And when you consider right after the fact, it was, well, I was trying to take this uh, drug that was spelled like two letters different than the actual PED that he was nailed for. It didn't sound like he was going to have a great explanation right out of the gate, but he contrite is a word that would describe the situation the other day. I think so. This is a player that has hit rock bottom, but throughout the process of he and both his dad mangling their excuse, it's become obvious. We have so many years that tell us, just say I'm sorry and the fans will forgive you. It's terribly annoying when they continue to insult our intelligence this way, and it's going to take me a while to get over it in his case. Yeah, I I think it's unfortunate when... You look at a guy with this kind of talent and how excited we were to see him playing with Soto and playing, uh, obviously, with Manny Machado. We're talking about the top three in that lineup as possibly the best in baseball. Buster, finish your thought on Tatis and the apology the other day. Yeah, that I think he finally understands how angry his teammates are with him. And that started last year when they felt like he was playing selfishly at times. Then the fact that he had the shoulder injuries, he didn't get that fix at the end of the year, the motorcycle accident. And now, you know, he gets the PED bus, which is why I think teammates, people in the front office were so fed up with him. Uh, And it seemed like he recognizes that and is ready to move forward. And now it's a question of putting action behind words that he spoke the other day. Buster Olney, ESPN senior writer, MLB insider with us. Uh, Buster, Arte Moreno exploring selling the Angels. The ramifications of that and what that would mean for the futures of Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, theoretically, with that organization. Yeah, so people around the game, I think, are generally excited about the possibility of him selling the team. Because much like when Lopon sold to Steve Cohen, 
there was a feeling that, hey, the Mets can finally be the power they need to be for baseball. You know, when the Dodgers changed ownership hands from Frank McGord to the Guggenheim Group, the same feeling. Because um, Artie, let's face it, even though he spent a lot of money, he's been a disaster as an owner because he injected himself way too often in terms of signing guys like Pujols. Uh, you know, Anthony Rendon's contract, Justin Upton, Josh Hamilton. So they'll be better run in the future. Uh, I don't think it's going to affect Trout at all. He's got a full no trade clause. He's getting paid a lot of money. And with Otani, I, if I were to be an advisor of the incoming owner and I would you know, try to get him to differentiate himself from Marty Moreno, I'd say, look, go to Otani, give him a blank check, and say, we're going to make sure we keep you because the perception around baseball is he's going to leave unless mm. you write that big, uh, you know, that big, uh, the big check to him. And quite frankly, he's earned it. He's that much of a difference maker, not only, I think, on the field, but in the perception that he can shape of the Angels franchise. Last one, Buster. The balanced schedule coming out for next year. Now teams like uh, Yankees and Red Sox are only going to play 13 times as opposed to 19. And everybody will play everybody during the course of the year. What are the long-term ramifications of this? Well, it, it is going to lead to a situation where down the stretch, a lot of teams who are competing for playoff spots won't be playing each other. I'm definitely the old man yelling at the cloud. And the good thing is I know Hembo well enough to know he's like me. He wants to see teams within the same division play each other more, and he doesn't want the balance schedule. But, Chris, I know you well enough to know you probably like this, and that's a travesty. <laughs> and here's what's amazing about this. Hembo loves it. I hate it. I'm with you. He's not, believe it or not. We were just talking about this off the air. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm a really bad poker player, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I'm with you at the same time. I'd rather see the, the rival teams playing more rather than less. Buster, we appreciate the time. Thanks, as always. See you guys. Buster Olney, ESPN, MLB Insider with us. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hashtag crew is here, Hembo and Nuno. Jerry Jones on first take this morning. Stephen A. and Molly down in Dallas at the Cowboys Complex doing the show live. And we have heard Jerry say earlier this offseason and as training camp was set to begin, what the key to the Cowboys offense this season was going to be. Got the news late last night that he's late last night that the Cowboys are going to be without Tyron Smith, who tore the hamstring off the bone. He will be out at least a couple of months indefinitely right now and likely until December. Here is Jerry on the biggest factor in the Cowboys offense and where Ezekiel Elliott fits in there. There is no question he was limited. Nobody wanted to say that, but he was very limited. He's in the best shape he's ever been in. Now, it is still a fact. We go as Zeke goes. I know it's a lot on Dak's shoulders, but we go as Zeke goes. He's very capable of being everything we've ever wanted to be. The wild card, though, is the guy that's playing beside him, Pollard. That's right. And so we put Pollard in some plans that with Zeke for the defenses to have to work against midweek and be ready to play. Then you've got Pollard. We really like where we are running back. But it all starts and stops with Zeke. We put in, in the coaching meetings, Jerry's in there designing it as well. And by the way, giving it away, too. I don't think Jerry was uh, in any moment there uh, doing the old okey-doke, so to speak, by saying anything that the Cowboys were going to do and actually not end up doing it. I'm sorry. 
if Zeke Elliott is the biggest factor for the Dallas Cowboys this year, they may not make the playoffs. Jerry, Jerry, if you're listening, here are some more facts that might inform the way that your offense should look this season. Last year, Tony Pollard, you know, your second string running back, averaged 6.2 yards per touch. That ranked second in the NFL. Zeke averaged four and a half, and that ranked 37th in the NFL. Zeke has come a long way from being a player who led the NFL in rushing yards per game in each of his first three seasons. He is not even a facsimile of that player anymore, and if the Cowboys elect to hand the ball to him 20 times a game, they're going to lose more games than they win. Yes, they will. Nuno, though, as a Giants fan, that has got to be music to your ears. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's go, Jerry. Feed Zeke. Yes. Think that you have Emmett Smith there, that, the, that football is the way it used to be played. Keep thinking that way, Jerry, because this is what you're going to get. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It is unbelievable to me that that's the case. And, you know, Hambo gave you the numbers earlier that the Cowboys, without Tyron Smith, when it comes to running the football, are a much much different team. (laughs) I am sorry. I can't think for a minute that they're going to be in good situations this year if they are going to rely on him to be the guy that he was in the first three years of his career. Why is it that everybody else pays attention to it's a passing league right now, but Jerry, not so much. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.